everyone. I'm Catherine Leonard. I'm the designated managing broker for Baird and Warner's Evanston office. And welcome to our podcast today. I have the privilege of doing our inaugural interview, actually, with a wonderful Baird and Warner agent, Bryce Fuller, who is the lead of the Fuller Force team here in the Glenbrook office of Baird and Warner. He is the top producer in both units and volume. And um, I've met Bryce many times before, but I'm delighted to get to talk to you today. How are you? Good, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me here. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our privilege. And I know that our audience is going to be very interested in hearing sort of, you know, the day in the life of a top producer. Um, What's it like? What do you do? How do you hold yourself accountable? Um, And I know from your own managing broker, Ian Robinson, that you're a big believer in systems. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, so the two questions kind of go hand in hand. Um, the day in the life and the systems, they mm-hmm. they work together interchangeably. Um, I believe that if you do something more than once, mm-hmm. it becomes a system. And it takes all the guesswork out of this business. And this business has can throw a lot at you. It's uh, every day could be different if you let it be different. Right. And so a great example would be this morning. I woke up at five o'clock this morning and I went and I worked out and then I came back and I uh, checked my email, which I probably shouldn't do first thing in the morning, but, <laughs> but I did um, just to kind of like plan out my day, understand what I was going to do that day. Um, and then I write affirmations every morning, 25 times. Um, really? The, yeah. Affirmations are, um, kind of your focus, what it is that you want to happen to you. So can right? you share an example? Um, I have a, uh, a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal of earning a million dollars a year. And so I write 25 times, I enjoy, uh, I, I enjoy earning $1 million or more a year. Fabulous. And I do that 25 times every single morning. And uh, after that, I then um, spent some time writing my gratitudes, the things that made me feel good the previous day or things that happened the previous day that um, were kind of a light in my life. So yesterday was my anniversary. Oh, fabulous. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm going to share a little story about what happened Please. because this was one of my gratitudes. And, and so your gratitudes don't have to be about what you get right? But what maybe what you observe or maybe what you experience as right. well. And um, my wife and I were sitting there having some ice cream and a friend of mine came up and his daughter came up and we were outside of Ben and Jerry's and Ben and Jerry's would not allow anybody in without a mask. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting there talking and then there was this family and the family was kind of complaining that they couldn't go in to order because none of them had masks. Well, the daughter, who is 16, 17 years old, says, I'll do it for you. And she, without any um, like direction from her father, went in there, took the father's credit card, went in there, got the ice cream for these four kids and, oh. and him. And they were so appreciative that they bought her ice cream as well, or at least offered to. And it was such a wonderful experience showing that this young lady was willing to give of herself and noticed um, a need and right. and walked in there and solved a problem. And, you know, I can learn lessons like that. And so I was so, um, 
I had a lot of gratitude. That's wonderful. That. Yeah, yeah, kindness is still alive. That's right. Um, so then after that, I usually take care of getting the kids ready and mm -hmm. getting them off to school or whatever. And then um, my day usually starts around 8.30 in the office, or at least I like it to start in the office. And I prospect every morning. I write handwritten notes every morning. I return text messages every morning or initiate text messages. And that usually goes until about 11 o'clock. And then my appointment, and then I'll have lunch or something mm -hmm. like that. And then I'll, and then my appointments will start for the afternoon. And I try and shut down around 5, 5.30 every day. So for those listeners who aren't yet realtors and maybe getting up at 5 a.m., you might have lost a few people on that. But yeah. hopefully they'll, they'll still want to be realtors. Define prospecting and then your appointments. What do you mean by those two things? Okay, so um, prospecting is kind of an abrasive term, I think. It is connecting with the people in your life, um, reminding them what you do, reminding them that you're there to help them, mm -hmm. and to, you know, to boil it down, to generate business, sure, but also to make connections with people um, every morning. Sometimes in our office, we talk about dropping the pebble in the, the pond that is your sphere of people. And yes. we have to do that every day, don't yes. we? Yes, we do. Yeah, we so do. that's and prospecting. And, and if you don't, um, you can actually feel it mm -hmm. uh, in your business. You can feel when you've taken two weeks off because things will quiet down. Right. Um, Buffini always talks about planting seeds. And you have to plant a lot of seeds out there in order to reap the harvest. And isn't it true that you don't know if that seed you've planted, you don't know when it's going to grow. Sometimes in my office, agents will say, well, I did that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But you don't know. You don't know. And um, there is something in our brains called a reticulating activator. And now talk about that. Okay. That. So so our, our brains are programmed to notice things that are important to us. So the the perfect example is when you buy a new car. Right. So if you were to buy a Volkswagen Bug, um, all of a sudden you notice the Beatles everywhere. Yeah. Because that's what you're looking to buy. Pregnant women notice other pregnant women. Mm -hmm. People who are getting married notice other people who are getting married. So um, very, very early in my career, my wife and I, who are our partners, um, we always said action begets action. Mm -hmm. So we would we would door knock hundreds of doors, hundreds of doors, and maybe nothing happened. But because our reticulating activator was high, we would notice when people wanted to buy or sell because we were looking for people that right. wanted to buy or sell. We were so into the mindset of we have to be attentive to people who want to buy or sell real estate that um, we didn't let any opportunities passed by us because we noticed it and we acted on it right away. Talk more, please, if you would, about some of the systems to which you really adhere. You talked about okay. how you prospect, but what other systems do you hold yourself to? Okay, so you have to break down a real estate transaction into before, during, and after. You can, you can break down your entire career just focusing on before, during, and after. And each, each area of a real estate transaction has systems that are associated with those three elements of a, of a real estate transaction. Okay. So there is the before. You don't know who the clients are. You don't know who they're, where they're going to come from. But you have to, for back, lack of a better term, you have to market yourself. And that is the prospecting that we're talking about, right? So that is system one is 
putting yourself out there so that people who are out there pull the business into you. They refer people to you. They know they maybe they see your ad, maybe they see a postcard, maybe they see something like that. So um, so my before systems are I run an ad every two weeks in the local paper that is purely marketing. It's mm -hmm. it's advertising. Mm -hmm. It doesn't generate business other than telling a story of who I am and what it is that I do. Brand awareness. It's brand awareness. That's exactly right. Um, my postcards, my farming postcards, that is the before unit. And if you farm, you have to farm on a regular basis. Otherwise, you disappear from people's minds. You're, farm, not with a backhoe, but right. farm in terms of... Mailings, mailing to neighborhoods. To neighborhoods. Letting, it. letting them, you can do evidence of success. Look what I've done. Look how great of a realtor I am. I don't really love that, but that's, <laughs> that tends to be like... The, the standard. Sure. Um, you can do, you know, event, local events. You can offer um, free market analysis or uh, pricing analysis, um, staging. There's so many different messages that you can put out to a geographic neighborhood or a, a farm, or um, you can you can farm based on demographics. And um, what you're looking for is you're looking for people who your message you know resonates with right. that will then call you. So that's the before unit. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So then there's the during unit and there's a lot of different systems surrounding a during unit. When you start working with people, you have um you have so you work with buyers or sellers mm -hmm. and each one has a before unit, a during unit and an after unit after they have been identified as an eight, as a as a a client for you. Right. So for your buyers before you set up the buyer appointment and you, you go through the buyer agreement and you talk about how you work with them and, and then you start dripping on them with the, the properties and you, um, I, I, I mail a newsletter to them uh, every week on how you buy homes. And so they're in constant contact with me, even though I'm not necessarily doing it. Right. It can be an email or it can be a physical newsletter. Mm -hmm. And then um, once you write a contract for a buyer, then there's a whole nother system. And the the really nice thing is, is that um, with Baird and Warner, I use something called contract care. And contract care actually does almost the entire during unit for me after, uh, I'm sorry, after a contract has been accepted, they do everything from that point on almost to close. Wow. So that frees you up to do more prospecting. That's exactly right. Or to to enjoy my life. Yes. To do, to do. There's a, you know, I've got, a notion. I've, right. I've got two children and I'm highly involved in their lives. And it really helps me not have to chase down earnest money and make sure that all of the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed because they do it all for me. They make sure that all the disclosures are done. There are times where, I have got an accepted contract, gotten over to um, contract care, and they did everything else for me. I didn't have to do one more thing. I didn't have to find out who the attorneys were. I didn't have to find follow right. up on the on the um, appraisals and the inspections and follow up on the um, the lenders to make sure that they're doing everything that they need to do. They do everything for me. And yet our clients still feel feel that close attention and care from Baird and Warner. That's exactly right. Well. They're, it's seamless. They don't. Right. They don't realize that the individual um, who's working with contract care and me is not 
right. part of the Fuller Force. Right. It's a great service, I have to say, that, yeah. that we offer. My, the agents in my office love that, too. Right. And then after everything is closed, then you've got the after unit. And the after unit is, thank you so much for working with me. Here's a closing gift. Here is, um, and, and I give gifts for three months after any time that we've closed with them. So, so that is a system. It is absolutely a system. And then it they go into a client-centric newsletter mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives. And we have a great tool for that at Baird and Warner. Yes. And, and so I can dump them into the database and that off newsletter and off the newsletter goes. Fabulous. I love to hear how you use these systems to give yourself and your family a life because um, ultimately that's what we're all here for um, to, to find that balance. Right. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Um, I've got some fun questions for you. Um, what do you think your superpower is, Bryce? My, my superpower? Yeah. Oh, God. Let's see. Um, I think that my superpower is, um, I think my superpower might be in a, in a benevolent way, um, people, is, is working with people. And mm -hmm. I, I think that, I have everybody's best interest at heart, and I will often put their best interests ahead of my own. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that people can feel that. And to feel that authentically truly is a superpower. Mm -hmm. To project that in an authentic way, where it doesn't seem like you're faking it. And right. I think all the best realtors that I've known and I've met, like you, had that that authenticity and and basically it's kindness, right? Yes. Uh, um, I I would uh, I would concur that that's your superpower. How about this? If you could tell your former self, so pre-real estate, one thing, what would it be before you got into this business? Oh, gosh. Understand accounting. Under, understand. <laughs> uh, really. And now really. we've lost half the audience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that, num that the numbers, the accounting is the bane of my existence. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I took accounting and college took two accounting classes yeah. in college and that lost me there lost it, <laughs> i've lost it now but there's if you if you know the numbers right and if you are consistent and you make it a system to input your numbers mm -hmm. your life will be so much easier um because i i am my own worst enemy when it comes to my accounting it's a if you ever talk to my managing broker uh, ian robinson <laughs> He knows that come tax time, I just become a stress ball and I, I don't like it. I complain about it constantly and I go into my little like reclusive hole and mm -hmm. don't come out for about five or six days <laughs> because I've sat there just pouring over numbers that I didn't want to do and I always procrastinate right to the very last moment. Well, buried in that vulnerability you just shared is really great advice for agents because I think there is um, temptation to misconstrue. You you join this business, you get a deal, and you think, hey, that was easy. Look, mm -hmm. I got a I got a chunk of money. Mm -hmm. I'll go buy something I've always dreamed of, and you forget that you really become your own um, CEO, that's and a, you have to manage the money. That's right. We, okay. I think I think that we we forget that individually we are business people. Yes, and we have to run our real estate operations like they were a business, right? Um, because you, it would be horrible if the IRS came knocking on your door right. and you didn't have any supporting documentation. 
Well, that's just another one of those systems that you have to implement, right? right? Okay, last question. This is, are you ready? This is a fun one. Okay. What would the theme song of your life be, Bryce? The theme song of my life. Um, hmm. There is, uh, and I, I want, I want everyone to look this up. There is a Jimmy Buffett song called Love and Luck. Okay. And um, I think that if you move forward through life projecting love um, and being a good person, all the luck will come your way. You, we generate our own luck. And um, I think that uh, I really, I just, it's such a great song. And there's a line in there um, that says, with a little love and luck, uh, we will get by. So, What a great way to wrap it up. And uh, we have had the privilege of talking today with Bryce Fuller, the lead of the Fuller Force team at Glenbrook. We can see why you're successful and really appreciate you sharing this all with us. Thank you, Bryce. Thanks, Catherine.